All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP winged ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, a Friday with two Stanley Cup playoff games on tap. I'm Tyler Uramchuk. He is former NHLer turned Daily Faceoff analyst Mike McKenna. And this show, as always, is brought to you by Batano. The game starts now at batano.ca. Mike, two games tonight, an elimination game on Saturday, and potentially two more elimination games on Sunday if things break right. This is shaping up to maybe be the last great weekend of hockey this season. Well, it's definitely going to be the most wall-to-wall in terms of at least action. You know, it kind of gets boring when you only have one game every day or every other day. So looking forward to it. Had plenty last night to talk about. Finally, a couple of good games, Tyler. Yeah, the conference finals are, uh, you're right, it's one game a night. You kind of lose your momentum a little bit. It's not like this when it's jam-packed. 
The Carolina Hurricanes are on their way to the conference finals, though. So let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and dig into that. It was an overtime victory in Raleigh for the Canes. Jesper Fast scores the winner, scores. I mean, has it banked off him? Whatever. He'll take it. The celebration was crazy. The building went absolutely bananas as the Canes down the Devils in five games. Mike, when I look at this series and how Carolina was able to pick apart the Devils as quickly as they did, you know, goaltending was shaky at some points for the Canes. For the Devils, you could say maybe at a lot of points, although not in Game 5. But the thing that stands out for me is scoring depth. You know, Jesper Fast scores the OT winner. Jordan Martinook has like 10 points in the round. They had 12 different players find the back of the net in this series, Mike. Scoring depth stands out for me. What about you? Depth does, but it also really matters that I think it, so much of it was coming from the defense of the Hurricanes. You know, even last night with Slavin and Burns getting involved, just floating pucks in from the blue line. Pesci the other night. That's important because when you're missing your top end players, when Svechnikov's out, Tara Vinen, of course, Pacioretty wasn't there for most of the season. You have to have people chip in and take a look at this graphic here. I mean, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. What did he have in the series? One assist, right? I, I was pretty yeah. hard on him yesterday and, and it's just, how it came. He was dash two again last night. No, I thought Timo Meyer played really well and had a big one for the Devils. And finally, it was a good hockey game. You know, like this game felt like it was going to go to overtime. It deserved to go to overtime, but I think the right team won. Carolina especially started to bring it as the overtime period came. So um, for me, I don't think it even matters who's in goal for Carolina right now. I think that the Carolina Hurricanes just simply were that much better five on five than the Devils. The Devils learn from this. They'll be better next season. But man, that depth, Martinuk, Martinuk for Con Smythe. Book it now, man. Ooh. I'm so pumped for this dude. Like we were teammates in Portland years ago. He's an awesome guy. And it's it's great to see someone who was on waivers at the start of the year leading the Canes with 10 points and scoring in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, it, it really is quite the story for uh, for the Alberta boy. Played some hockey in the AJHL, went up through the dub. Second round pick of the Coyotes, finds his home in Carolina. And what a second round he put together for them. Is there a matchup between either the Panthers or Leafs that you think better suits the Canes, Mike, now that they're on? Uh, not really. I mean, the Canes just play so stifling defensively that I think yeah. they can handle either of those clubs. I think they'll probably be a little bit more afraid of the recklessness that comes with Panthers as opposed to the Leafs. I think tactically, the Hurricanes might line up a little better against the Leafs. But man, you get to this stage, who knows? A lot, so much of it has to do with momentum. But the Canes are the one team that I think plays as structured as anybody left in the NHL. That Panthers Leaf series is still going, and we'll get to that a little bit later with our pal Nick Alberga in Muzzy's Musings. Let's go out west, though. Last night, the other game on tap saw the Dallas Stars. You know, it seems like they've kind of turned a corner here. Jake Ottinger stops 14 shots in the first period. He was also solid in the last game. It feels like he's starting to build up some momentum, and Dallas is starting to score a lot as well. So, uh, it, it feels like Dallas is firmly in the driver's seat, which I know is a little bit of a Captain Obvious statement considering they're up 3-2 in this series, Mike, but it feels like they're just moving at a little bit of a different pace than this Kraken squad right now. I would not be surprised if they put this thing away in six games. I I wouldn't either, but I'm cautiously optimistic with Dallas. Okay. Hey, they're my Stanley Cup pick. Like That's my winner, right? That's who I thought, but... The Kraken just don't go away. Like even last night in the game, it's two nothing before you know it with the Dallas Stars leading the Kraken. Yet the Kraken ma managed to find a way to make it a game. You know, you get to three to two in the second period and you start to think, 
man, uh, maybe they can pull this one off, you know, but ultimately with Dallas, especially you look at how well they're clicking with those top players, Pavelski, Robertson, they were back with Rope Hints last night. And I tell you what, this guy has been an absolute monster talking about the ace of spades, Rope Hints. And I, I want to show his, the fourth goal last night for Dallas. Now this is Hints' second goal of the game. He catches this puck on his forehand pulls it on his forehand back away from Philip Grubauer. Now you're going to see an overhead view here in just a little bit when it goes to it, where watch this, this puck ends up on his blade. He pulls it forehand back and then he sticks it right in the elbow from right in front. Like this is all world stuff. He's leading them in points. He's led the NHL in points in the postseason. And I saw it firsthand, Tyler, right here, brother, 2018. <laughs> Calder Cup playoffs, Rope Hints, he put away the Rockford Icehawks for us in the conference final. You could see the seeds of this, but he's been magic with Pavelski and Robertson. Eight goals on the playoffs now for Rope Hints. In the regular season, there was no doubt about who their MVP was. It was Jason Robertson. So far in the playoffs, as Robertson has slowed down a little bit, Rope Hints has just skyrocketed. This guy is absolutely on fire and that top line you mentioned it kind of back together again and the production was there even robertson stepped up with three assists in that hockey game pavelski found the back of the net once again like i said it just feels like you know with those three back together starting to hum along jake ottinger seemingly starting to find his game as well after a bit of a rough start to this series uh just quickly before we move on your thoughts on philip grubauer i mean it has been back-to-back -back games where seattle's held the stars to under 25 shots They've still allowed nine goals in those two games. Yeah, Grubauer's got to stop attacking the puck, man. Three of the four goals last night, he's moving forward when the puck goes in. That's been his Achilles heel. So um, I don't like that. I'd like to see him accept the, the shot, not be as aggressive yeah. moving at it. And just real quick for Dallas, Hockenpah and Lindell, that defensive duo was fantastic last night. Each of those guys plus three. So paying dividends for that club in Dallas. 100%. Let's go out to Oilers and Golden Knights. Mike, we're going to give our thoughts on maybe some keys to victory for either side in this one, but the chat is lighting up with the news we got yesterday. Petrangelo, one game. Darnell Nurse, also one game. Did you like, or your thoughts on each of those? Did the NHL get it right? Uh, the, the the Nurse one, I'm, I'm not too thrilled about because Mark Stone even alluded to it that they were asking to fight Nurse and Haig. So I, I'm kind of tough on that happening. Petrangelo, like, honestly, that should be a 20 game or if this was a real world. But in hockey, you get one game for slashing a guy and trying to hurt him. So it's consistent with what they've given, Tyler. Yeah, uh, for me, the Nurse one, it, it, it happened twice in the regular season where there were instigators late in the game. Both times in the regular season, the league decided to rescind them. So why in the playoffs when suspensions are apparently worth so much more, you know, that two to one ratio we always hear about yeah. why Darnell nurses was upkept doesn't make sense. Why that is considered on the same plane as attacking the best player in these playoffs and garbage time. I mean, he got a five minute major with two minutes to go. If that's not reason enough yeah. to give him more than one game, but I digress. Let's look ahead to what we have coming up here. Keys to victory, Mike, for both the golden Knights and the Oilers in a pivotal game five. Well, I'm going to take Vegas in saying what they need to do to win. Now, I, I think Edmonton might have the inside track on this, but here's what Vegas, Vegas has to score first. Like they haven't done it yet in this series against Edmonton, and they're a very different team when they do. Regular season, Vegas was 38-5-3 when they scored the first goal. Now they have won twice in this series against Edmonton. They didn't score first either time. Their resiliency was great. They came back and scored right away afterwards. But I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that without Alex Petrangelo in the lineup. 
And Aiden Hill had a rocky first period in game yeah. four. So that makes me a little bit nervous as well. I think that Vegas, especially on home ice, they need to score first and they need to do that by starting some of their talent. Like we're not talking about the fourth line. They need to put out Howden Stone Stevenson or maybe even this, Tyler. Maybe Vegas puts together the misfits to start the game, even just for one shift. Marsha So Carlson and Smith see what they can do to try to generate a little bit. So I'm curious from your side, though, what you think Edmonton needs to do to be able to take this game. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, William Carlson. Where is that guy? One assist so far in this series. He's been borderline invisible despite playing north of 15 minutes in every game. Uh, a quick note on Vegas for me, Mike, it's going to be they need to stay disciplined. You look at the two games they've lost in this series. They've given the Oilers multiple power play looks in the first 10 minutes of each of those games. And Edmonton's burned them multiple times in the first 10 minutes of yeah. each of those games. Vegas has to stay out of the box. That shape Theodore penalty last game was beyond stupid. For the Oilers, it's almost going to be the opposite of that. It's going to be keep this five-on-five -five play going. The reason why I think Oilers fans were encouraged with that game four victory Three goals at five-on-five. Five. You've got depth scoring with a guy like Nick Bukestad finding the back of the net. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is maybe going to start to get going here after scoring his first of the series. If you're Vegas, you want to keep this thing at five-on-five. Five. If you're Edmonton, you need to recognize that that's a possibility in the playoffs, and you need to bring your best when it's at even strength. Yeah, agree. And I think Edmonton has to keep that physical presence. They bullied Vegas in game four. That has mm -hmm. to happen again in game five. Take that crowd out of it. Let's step aside from the playoffs for a quick second here. I know our guy Nick Alberga is going to join us in a couple of minutes to talk about Leafs-Panthers. But last night, we got the Vesna finalist, Mike McKenna. So a little mini blue paint on the three goalies who are up for the award. It's the Winnipeg Jets, Connor Hellebuck, Ilya Sorokin of the New York Islanders, and Linus Ulmark of the Boston Bruins. It feels like this is Ulmark's award to lose. You look at the goals against average, you look at the save percentage, because it's the GMs who vote on it, you also just kind of look at wins because you know there's a couple old school guys who are going to look at wins and really value that. Uh, Mike, are you going to be shocked if Allmark doesn't win this award or am I reading this wrong? Oh yeah, Allmark had this thing sewed up in January and that's how it works. Whoever's leading everything unless the wheels fall off by that point usually wins. And you already mentioned it. It's the general managers who vote on it. And I'll let you know something, Tyler. They don't know shit about goaltending <laughs> and they'll tell you as much. So letting them choose who wins the Vezina is just mind-numbing for goalies. But no, Allmark did have an unbelievable season. 938 save percentage is hard to argue as sub two goals against. But here's the thing. Second half of the season, he was, his performance was largely mirrored by his goalie partner, Jeremy Swayman. And Boston was a weapon of a team. Allmark only played 49 games. That's my hang-up. I still think he's going to win it. But Ilya Sorokin would be my vote. He played 62 games, 924 save percentage. Like He willed the Islanders into the Stanley Cup playoffs single-handedly. Third and goal saved above expected. He would be my pick. I don't think Hellebuck was far off of him either, but he did have a bit of a dip about three-quarters of the way through the year. So, hey, three great goaltenders, but this was done in January. GMs, they mailed it in. It's, it's all marked. There's no chance anybody else wins it. I'll uh, put you on the spot with this one here. I mean, these three seem pretty clear cut for the guys who should be there. But who, if you had a ballot, Mike, and it was one, two, three, who would have been number four on that list? Who's maybe a guy who's not getting enough love here? UC Soros it immediately would be my answer. And, and the Predators didn't make the playoffs, but how close did they come? And who was that because of? Wasn't because of their best players being their best players aside from Soros this season. So um, he would be my pick for that fourth slot. 
We know the Norris, we know the Vesna, and now we're just waiting for the league to drop the Hart Trophy finalists as well. Don't think we'll see a goaltender in there, but the Hart Trophy will be interesting. I know you had uh, a vote on that as well, Mike, so we won't uh, spoil anything yeah. here. But we got our three names for the Vesna, and yeah, I think, I mean, if we were to put a poll in the Daily Faceoff YouTube, it would be 99% probably in favor of uh, of Linus Omark winning this thing. Quite the story out in Boston. Uh, as we move along with today's show, again, we are live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. If you have an inbox question for us, you can toss it in there with the hashtag AskDFO. But let's get right back in to the playoff talk and welcome in Nick Alberga. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Muzzy's Musings brought to you by the Playoffs at Boston Pizza, and it's all powered by their brand new Fanalytics menu, deep fried pickles, the delicious thirst quenching beer mosa, and more. No better spot to watch the playoffs than at BP's Nick Alberga of Leafs Morning Take and theleafsnation.com. They have a full Game 5 preview up from their show today. Nick, let's dig into this thing. I mean, you guys, I mean, you got Jay Rosehill, so you're definitely the voice of the people, the voice of the fans. What's the vibe around this fan base? Is there a level of belief amongst Leafs Nation? I think there's a bit of optimism, quite frankly. Anytime you can win one game, you start to believe a bit. Having said that, we talked about it on the show today, guys. Like I think it starts to get real if the Leafs win tonight. And then suddenly, I think the momentum, uh, the focus, the, the anxiousness, if you want to call it that, it shifts to the Florida Panthers' direction if the Leafs can pull it off tonight. Because you start to wonder, start to think, do they have their mojo? Do they have their will, their pride? Um, you know, there's a lot of question marks that I think would be surrounding that Panthers room. So if they're going to win this series, it better happen tonight or else, I think. Yeah, and there's a great piece out now, Dave Faceoff, from our own Matt Larkin, outlining some of the things that the Leafs have done well at home versus on the road. And I think he kind of found that, honestly, between home and road hasn't been a big difference, but he did key in on the fact that Ilya Samsonov had struggled at home, 876 save percentage on home ice versus 927 on the road. Now, with him out of the mix, I've been impressed with Joseph Wall. Do you get the feeling that this team can rally around him and that they could win these next three games with him in the net? 
Well, firstly, Mike, I will tell you, we've been giving you a lot of credit on the show the last couple of days because you called this from like a couple months ago and he is your boy and he is from St. Louis and he's been a marvelous story. I think the, the irony of everything you just said is that all season long for 82 games, we talked about Ilya Samsonov's home road splits and how he was incredible on home ice. And I even joked about it midway through the season. Should they start him just for the home games and play Matt Murray for the road games? Yet here we are in the conversation He's an afterthought. He's hurt with an upper body injury, and it's Joseph Wall. I think in short, yes, I think there is so much confidence in Joseph Wall right now. I think we're seeing why the Leafs selected not to go pick up a uh, you know, contingency plan, whether it was Jonathan Quick or somebody else at the trade deadline, because they believed in, jo- in, in Joseph Wall. Um, I, I thought he was really steady coming in a couple nights ago, obviously, when Samsonov went down. 24 saves in that 2-1 victory in Game 4. I'm no goalie expert, but I just love the, you know, composure. I love what he said after the game. Funny enough, he reminds me a lot of Matt Murray early on in his career, the rookie netminder who won back-to-back Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I I don't think Wall has to look far for some support and for some credence and saying, you know what, this is doable. I think they have a lot of faith in this guy right now. Another young player that they have a lot of faith in. It almost sounds weird saying this because he only has a handful of NHL games. But Matthew Nyes was skating today at practice after suffering what we believe is a concussion earlier in the series. I guess a two-parter here, Nick. Have we heard anything about his availability for Game 5? And if he can go, what kind of a boost does he give this Leafs top six? So I could tell you firmly he's not playing. They said this after okay. practice yesterday. Um, I, I think this is just part of the process when any player gets injured. Who knows how far off Matthew Nyes is. I think you have to err on the side of caution here. I understand you're trying to win a playoff series, but I think anybody's health comes before that he suffered a pretty serious concussion i mean all concussions are serious in my world so i don't put too much stock into seeing matthew nice even stick a stick handle with running shoes on the other day the way we saw on the ice today he's skating um obviously he wants to get back in this series they would love him to get back in but i'm sure there's a a bunch of tests he needs to pass but i think the longer this series goes on whether it goes to a game six on sunday or a game seven on tuesday I think the possibility is there, but I don't know how close he is to returning right now. Yeah, and the key part of that for me is that, hey, nice. he he was an ancillary part until the end of the season, Mm -hmm. right? He's a bonus if they can get him back in the lineup. He did play great for them. Um, You know, I kind of want to flip this the other direction, talk about Paul Paul Maurice and get your take on it here, that after after the last game, he's just basically given a hard time to the Toronto media, you know? And, And I... Listen, Nick, I haven't seen anything like this in a while, but I, I feel like the key to that Florida team might be the fact that they're trying to keep it as light as they can purposefully. Like from a mental standpoint, do you think the Leafs even take that into account or what Maurice is doing and trying to play off of the media like that? Well, they better not. Like, let's not forget, this guy is as savvy and veteran as they come. He's so experienced. I mean, he's coached in this country for the Winnipeg Jets, right? Like, and we even saw the gamesmanship going into the series. If you do recall... Alex Lyon was the first warning off the or the first goalie off the ice in game one. And we yeah. all know that story went. There was no chance in hell Alex Lyon was starting. But I thought that was a bit of gamesmanship. <laughs> I think, you know, this is very similar to what we've seen from John Cooper the last couple of years. And I think if there is a market to potentially get in the heads of the players, it probably is Toronto. For everything Mitch Marner wants to say about not reading the scribes and the newspapers and social and watching Lee's morning take. I can tell you, can I can confirm with you, a lot of players know what's going on out there. So I just don't think there's a world where you can zone this type of stuff out. But I think it's just a bit of gamesmanship here by Paul Maurice. And, you know, I was so curious the last couple of days and sort of the uh, the narratives coming out of both camps, like Ryan O'Reilly saying 
you know, a lot of the pressure's on the Florida Panthers. Matthew Kachuk coming the other way. No, no, the pressure's right on the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're down 3-1 in this series. So you're going to see this a lot. I, I think it happens more than people think where, you know, coaches or players will u- utilize the media to their benefit, and the media will pretty much publish anything, as we know here at, uh, at uh, the Oilers Nation and the Nation Network. Uh, let's, uh, I got one more for you, Nick, cause we got a, we got an extra minute or so a yeah. lot of talk when the leads were down three, nothing about, you know, the big four, the core four, and just how bad they've been through the first three games of that series. But then we saw last game, you know, Mitch Marner got on the score sheet and William Nylander found the back of the net as well. Nylander often, when you just, when you talk to people, even outside the market, it feels like he's the guy who is like the throwaway, right? Like, oh, when they need to mix things up, they'll just trade William Nylander. I actually look mm-hmm. at that guy and I think he's been pretty solid throughout this playoff run. I'm interested in your take on how William Nylander's performed in the playoffs and also how he showed up last game. No, I think you're bang on. Like, if you want to talk about the core four, by far in my world, the most consistent guy year in and year out in the Stanley Cup playoffs is actually William Nylander. That's why it's sort of, uh, you know, fascinating when people bring up his name via trade all the time. Maybe he makes the most sense. I, I think the writing is on the wall when it comes to the core four. I think there's gonna, there, there has to be a big-time significant move in the offseason. That's something we're going to cover, um, you know, down the road. But I think from a Nylander perspective, I thought he was really, really good. Um, in game four of this series. He's had his moments in this series. Thought he was awesome early on in that Tampa series. And for me, I think the big story here is is Austin Matthews, right? I mean, you score 60 and 73 last year. He had his ups, he had his downs in the regular season. I thought he was really good in the first round against Tampa. He has two assists in this series, hasn't scored a goal. So you finally get Marner going. You finally get Nylander going. It's time to get Tavares going. It's time to get Austin Matthews going. I think that's something I'll play tonight is plus 100. Austin Matthews, anytime goal. And I think this is a reason why you bring in a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. Like, you need your big boys to step up. I know it's so cliche, and Tyler, you talk about it on a daily basis with the Edmonton Oilers. But I think tonight specifically, these guys have to prove why they're paid all the money. They got to step up. And we we talked about it on Leafs Morning Take. This could be a defining moment where 20 years from now, you look back and say, hey, remember game five in round two against Florida? Matthews had a hattie and propelled them to a crazy, crazy come from behind series victory. That's the type of moment we're looking at tonight. Yeah. Love it, Nick. If you want to hear more from Nick Alberga and a little from his co-host, Jay Rosehill, a Game 5 preview up now at the Leafs Nation with uh, the Leafs Morning Take. Thanks for hopping on today, Nick. My pleasure. I can't believe we did this and didn't talk once. Oh, we ripped Fremont Street in Vegas last weekend. But we'll save it for another time. <laughs> I think some things are better left unsaid, Nick. Uh, Nick Alberga. Oh, I wish I'd been there with you, brother. <laughs> Cool, buddy. Let's just say this. I went to access by myself, so. Glad you're here. Glad we can see you guys. Take care. All right, hit that bumper, Alex. We're moving on. Go. Oh, man. Uh, Nick, Nick Alberga from the Leafs Morning Take. He is a beauty. Uh, let's move along to our daily face-off inbox question. Hashtag AskDFO. Let's stick on the theme of the Leafs, Mike. I'm interested for your take. Percent chance the Leafs will be alive on Monday. I thought about this a lot, and I was going to say 50-50, and I'd go, I don't think I could really say that because that would mean they've won three straight games. I'm going to go 47% chance that the Leafs are still alive. Okay. It's just tough to do. You know what? But I do think that they realize that they what it takes to defend and to play a close game. But that means you're making yeah. it to th- game seven and winning three straight against a really inspired Florida Panthers team. So less than 50% chance. I'll put it at 47. How about you? 
Yeah, I mean, our friends at Botano have this thing at plus 165 to just get to a seventh game, which I find is interesting. I will use, uh, well, Nick just talked about our time in Vegas together. I'll use some Vegas math on you. I view this series as 50-50. They're roulette spins to me. I think every game is just a coin flip. The odds of two coin flips in a row hitting is, what, 25%? I'll say the Leafs got a 25% chance of us talking about them still being alive on Monday. And here's another interesting one for you, Mike. This one came in the chat from our pal Christopher Palmer, who wants to know how the Oilers and Golden Knights will line up their blue lines with the suspensions. For me, I'll take the Oilers' perspective quickly. It's clear-cut. Brett Kulak moves up, plays with Cody Ceci. Philip Broberg draws into the lineup. He and Vinny DeHarnay make up the third pairing. But for you, with no Petrangelo on that Golden Knights blue line, how do you think they roll things out? I think you're probably likely to see Braden McNabb and Shea Theodore stay together. Uh, and then from there, it's a little bit unsure. Uh, I don't know if I think Martinez and White Cloud will go together. I think White Cloud will bump up and then Ben Hutton will come in and probably play with Alec Martinez. But it also depends if Vegas wants a right handed defenseman. If they want to go with a right handed defenseman, maybe it's Braden Pahal. But I think Ben Hutton will be the person slotting in. Perfect. Let's move along to our Botano daily bets for the night. Not a good night for me last night. Round one went so well. Round two, I've been getting crushed. So let's hope we can get back in the win column here. The game starts now at Botano.ca. Leon Dreisaitl in the two road games of this series between the Oilers and Golden Knights scored six times. He is even money to find the back of the net tonight. I actually didn't like, I didn't mind Nick Alberga's suggestion of playing uh, Austin Matthews anytime goal scorer tonight as well. Uh, but Leon Dreisettle is in the same boat. Big game player. It is a big game. He's been dominant on the road and dominant in Vegas this season. So why not take a stab at Dreisettle to uh, oh, get off the schneid? He's got no goals in two games. I like him at plus 100 to find the back of the net tonight. And my second play is a guy I asked Nick Alberga about, and that's William Nylander. He's hit his shot prop three times so far in this series. He got four shots last game. His line is set at three and a half, and I don't mind the minus 118 payout. This is a guy who gets some power play time. He loves throwing pucks on net from kind of weird angles as well, and that can lead to him having really high shot totals. We've seen him go as high as seven in this series. So William Nylander over three and a half. And uh, Leon Dreisettle, anytime goal scorer at plus 100 are my two plays this evening, which brings us to garbage time. Mr. McKenna, what you got for me? Uh, Leon Dreidel has, Dreisaitl has to score, man. Two goals, it's unacceptable. Oh, yeah. That's garbage. That's it. No, uh, no, the real one here is that, hey, we had some news come out that Emily Kaplan at ESPN broke yesterday that Ryan Reynolds and the Remington group are out when it comes to the Ottawa Senators. And, you know, there, there's a backstory to this that their group wanted an exclusive 30-day window to negotiate to get a downtown arena deal done. So what that would have done is put all other bids on hold. Basically, they wanted preferential treatment. Now, I get it. Like if, if you're trying to do business and trying to get the deal you want, hey, I'd try to angle for that too, but I'm a little surprised they just backed out completely. I'm sure they didn't want to get into a bidding war without knowing that a downtown arena could be put in place, whether it's at LeBreton Flats or at another place. But honestly, though, Tyler, like I'm, I'm just kind of disappointed here. Like I, I hope that Ryan Reynolds maybe finds a way to still be involved somehow with yeah. this team because I think it would be such a boost for the NHL to have someone of his star power and engagement. Like, Snoop Dogg, great. Snoop, Snoop, he's funny. But that's a topical thing. Like, Reynolds, to me, is somebody who can actually be a game changer for the NHL. We've seen what he's done in European soccer. So I'm hoping that he can be involved. I'm disappointed to see this. Um, but 
at the core of it, though, it still does show that there's a massive amount of interest in this Ottawa franchise. And so much of that revolves around the arena deal. That's what's made it so intriguing. We'll see if those bids come in at 900 million bucks or so. That's what the Remington group had supposedly on the table. So we'll see, man. But I don't think that they're going to let this deal happen by giving preferential treatment. There will be a true bid that goes out for it. Interesting stuff. Our friends at uh, Coming In Hot, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan, are, uh, or they covered that, I should say, on their latest episode, which is out now. You can find that. I think we're going to toss a link in the description of today's DFO Live episode, so you can find more there if you want to dig into the ownership saga going on in Ottawa. Oh, a busy weekend of NHL hockey. I'm fired up for it, Mike McKenna. Great work today on the show. Big shout out to Nick Alberga, as well as Patano and our friends at Boston Pizza and their new Fanalytics Inspired menu. Everyone in the chat, you were bang on. You were awesome. Our technical producer, Alex Allard, he was bang on and he was awesome. We'll be back Monday noon Eastern. (laughs) We'll be back Monday noon Eastern to break everything down. Talk to you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard, 
cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.